live from Comic-Con. Yeah, it just sounds better on my phone when I was in Comic-Con than it probably will when I'm finished here. I mean, that doesn't surprise me remotely. Welcome, everyone, to episode 12 of I Understood That Reference. Welcome. Rob, how are you? I'm doing very well. A little bit, I think a little bit under the weather. So if I cough and splutter here and there, that's that. That's me that's coughing and spluttering. Uh, if, you, if you cough and splutter, I'm going to edit them louder, even louder than they were <laughs> in the actual original. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been a hectic week of traveling, buddy. It's been madness. Work has been crazy in a good way. But um, I think my body is paying the price now at this point. I was in Berlin over the last few days, and um, not for any particular research or anything for this uh, very podcast. That would have made it very exciting <laughs> for my for my daytime real life job. <laughs> Listen to your heart. That's what you should do. Yeah. No, it was great, but um, didn't really sleep. Oh, I was hoping you'd get that reference, by the way, because that's from the band Berlin. Is it really? Yes. Oh, well, that's okay. I don't. I, oh, Jesus. I hope to God that wasn't the reference this week, or else I've already. <laughs> what's the point? I'm hanging off. <laughs> It was funny because you did text me at like seven o'clock one day saying, yeah, I was, I just, I got to bed at like five and now I'm on the way to a plane. <laughs> yeah, no, I was operating off about two and a half hours sleep. I I, had, uh, I just, like loads of folks were in town. We had an outrageous abundance of Berliner beer um, to, you know, make the most of. So out chatting and eating until preposterous o'clock. It must have been about high, half five. But then I still had to catch a plane that next day. So I had to get up at half eight and pack. And, and then head to the airport. <laughs> Look, you know what they say. When in Rome or Berlin, drink beer and get up really early and don't pack the night before for a flight. Mm, I think, yeah. The old adage. Yeah, that's actually, because it was originally a poem, that phrase. And that's, there are the specific details people don't, people don't know about. They just took the little, little when Rome part and that's just the one that happened to stick. Yeah, that's, just, <laughs> that's the only clean bitch they could use in the poem. <laughs> you just look back at it and went, oh, no one's, no one's going to buy this shit. Like... <laughs> oh classic because well it was a competition between the two countries it was like the Italians were trying to get one in Rome to stick internationally and the, the Germans were but they tried to go too kind of mechanic about it and it immediately obviously as, as they were yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway <laughs> yeah I was about to just say uh, well I'm still alive I mean it's a heat wave here at the moment and I'm like in my room here and sweating like you would not believe oh, man. and I started a boot camp because you know gotta work on my boot e. but uh, yeah uh, <laughs> Been great. It's been a good week. Yeah, it's, but let's kick off things and let's jump on in because I'm sure people are now like, yeah, okay, guys, get all to right. it. <laughs> yeah, this is not what we're here for. We barely tolerate you guys as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, gla- I'm, that's pretty good actually. It's better than most of my uh, acquaintances. <laughs> Listen, you're the only acquaintance I have, and you moved country to get away from me. Yeah. All right, so let's. Oh, come <laughs> take on. Up to- you was you and at least one other person that I had to move away from. That's that's fair. That's fair. Right. Okay. So let's jump in and do our pieces as usual. So let's get to last week's Ross fact. Rob fact. Oh no 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 no! You, you, can't, you can't change it. That's be Ross fact. I was like, how is he going to? I don't like this. I mean, I don't like the change. I'm from Roscommon. I really don't like change. That kind of change. <laughs> I would vote against it if I had. The, yeah, if, if I had the I option. Could, if I had the chance. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to go down so well with the Ross Common crowd. <laughs> I, oh yeah, they'll be welping and cheering all two of them, and one of them is me. You, um, <laughs> but uh, so you, you go first, there, buddy. Right. So my fact last week was false. 
And what the fact was, was that Mark Hamill was the first choice to originally play Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. Because the truth of it is, is that it was originally Harrison Ford who was the first choice to play Dr. Alan Grant. The Steven Spielberg fallback actor. Just whenever... I mean, it makes so much sense when you think back on it, after you think about it. Well, like, I don't know what it is about that fella. Like, he's, he's, he's played some of the most iconic roles of all time, but he... Like he was never supposed to be in Star Wars. He was just um, reading for uh, reading for the character, like as just like a like a like a stand-in for uh, opposite uh, Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher. And then they're like, actually, you know what? He's good. We'll keep him. Then he very famously got was the third in line for Indiana Jones. Got was that? He? Yeah, it was Tom. Fam- famously, you say? Yes. <laughs> not honestly. It was supposed to be Tom Selleck. I'm not kidding. Tom Selleck. Ooh, okay. And he, he would have been a bit and old. And he picked he? Um, Magnum P.I. over Indiana Jones. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my uh, lord. That, that is, that is a Will Smith turning down the Matrix level poor decision making there. Mm. Oh, God. That's a great example. Yeah, but um, I just think it's interesting that he nearly got, he, like, you know, that could have been him. I guess it was the reverse this time, was it? Is that he was, was Harris Ford the favourite? For Jurassic Park, and he- Harrison Ford. Yeah, he was. The, um, was the first. He's Steven Spielberg's first choice. Interesting. Uh, and he turned it down for some reason that I now can't remember. Mm. But when you think about it, like Indiana Jones, he would add the hat, essentially the same shirt but just a different color. So maybe he probably thought he was too typecast, or I don't know. I mean, how different would that movie have been? There's just like a a, a pterodactyl on the flight back, and he's just like, "Get off my plane." That's a. <laughs> That was like at the end, the T Rex would have been like, "I love you," and he would have been like, "I know." I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, what was your fact last week? <laughs> no, he would have one more. He would have burst into the the, the main uh, like auditorium on the island, seen all the dinosaurs, and he goes, "These all belong in a museum." <laughs> oh Jesus! You should have left it when we had it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll say my one. So my one last week was the, the three Pokemon birds, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. They actually are pulled from the one, two, three in Spanish. So if you think about it, it's Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. It's pretty straightforward. I think if you thought about that one, you could have figured it out. But I tried to be tricksy about it. Um, and so people couldn't just figure it out by listening unless they'd heard it before. Did you do a poll uh, on I Twitter? I did. I did on Twitter. And till the last hour, it was neck and neck was 50 50 and within the last hour somebody voted for uh the zapdos one so yet again they got it this time i was like they're not going to get it excellent but no they got it so fair play to everybody well done also i just have that song in my head like you know uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis yeah i is that the offspring is this <laughs> i want to say so it's probably not <laughs> look this isn't the, this isn't music the podcast is our, music. music isn't our thing we, 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 we don't do the music stuff <laughs> Let's yeah. leave that what's the music <laughs> i don't know uh, but I do think is that the offspring? Do you want me to look it up? Is that is that give it to me, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have sang that bit. <laughs> that is that, but that is not the offspring. <laughs> All right, let's move right on. Let's move right along. <laughs> right, Rob. This week it is my turn yet again to ask you a reference Ooh. in the Great Reference Game. 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 Very, very good false echo effect there i have to say very good this time i think you've been practicing thanks i mean i, I after last time I, I felt i let the side down to be honest so uh i got right back in there with this one um oh i'm very excited lay it on me oh i'm very intrigued about this now oh. if if i'm gonna i'm gonna say this one and if you think you have absolutely no idea i'm going to throw an accent on it okay see, okay okay 
A man who kills without reason cannot be reasoned with. <sighs> I've definitely heard that before. I'm going to try to stay. Oh, you, you de- you've definitely heard that before. <laughs> I mean, that would be the point. <laughs> a man who kills without reason is not to be reasoned with. So, a man who kills without reason cannot be reasoned with. The, the, the typing I can hear there. There'd not be no Googling going on there, buddy. Uh, it's, it, you get the same sound effect, so you're just going to have to trust me. Uh, if you if you write it with a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Who uses pens? <laughs> okay, do you want to leave it there? Yeah, let's leave it there, because I have I, I have a knee-jerk. You know, you're the first. There's, yes, a, there's a person yes. who sprung to mind first because of how that is phrased. That makes me think it's a particular person, but let's see what topics we hit throughout the, the thing. Okay, yeah. if, you want to hit the, if you want to hit the accent button... You know how well I do accents. Oh. So you just hit that accent button. <laughs> just as well as your music. It's just as good as your music knowledge, I feel. Exactly. <laughs> I feel it will be just as good as that, actually. Great. Do you want to kick us off? Perfect. Right. Um, I guess I'll throw in the first news one. You said you had some great nuggets. I don't have a whole lot of news, but I will throw this one out first. You okay. probably had it on your list too, but it's Avengers Endgame coming back to the cinema to try and take the crown of Avatar. That is on my list. Well done. I mean, I figured it would be because there's some box office numbers and I know you're the box office guy. Well, I have them. I have. Yeah, well, you continue and then you, you go. You own it. But I'm, 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 I, did, I did want to talk about it for sure. Yeah, and you probably will have a better idea of the figures than I would. I just know that at the moment, Avengers Endgame is on about 2.38 billion or 2.73 billion actually. Um, it needs $38 million more to take the crown from Avatar. Now, it's re-releasing in cinemas this weekend, and there is essentially what's called deleted footage. Now, I don't believe it's actually any new scenes. I believe there's just maybe deleted footage that hasn't been seen before, but doesn't add anything to the actual movie. I think they're actually stuck on to the post-credit sequences, and there might be like a bit of a Stan Lee tribute. That's kind of... Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's fun that they're kind of doing that little push to kind of get to try and rally because they got that close. They're like, you know, nothing is ever going to really threaten that title again for a very long time. So maybe it makes sense. I would love. Again, we've discussed this before, and my 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 fear and hatred of Avatar. Um, are you going to go see it again? I do really want to, actually. To be fair, because I only saw it once. Me too. Does 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 the presence of some slight new footage would that drive you to go see it again or would it be more just that you actually just want it? no no yeah no more not just just more more just that i only saw it once wanted to see it again but just with all that's been happening over the last few weeks i genuinely haven't had i haven't been in the country to bloody well see it it's been all over the veil of a screen yeah exactly well you want to you want to see you want to commit to it like it's it's three hours like it's it's i was about to say it's it's on at 7 20 in cineworld in dublin on saturday and i was like sure i'll go to that and then my brain was like ross when you get out of that film it's gonna be like 11 o'clock and you made promises to meet people so just bear that in mind yeah. so hopefully they won't listen to this and when i'm late i can make up an excuse like i was at the dentist oh god i'd, I'd love for it to be that though God, because so yeah, you're you're, you're right about the thirty the thirty eight million. It's it's two point seven five one is what Endgame is on billion, obviously not just two dollars, but and then two point seven eight eight. So like you're, that's not much for, you know those two. You're like one like you're like in one of those old films. Do you know when they have those weird old calculators with like pieces of paper coming out one end? <laughs> oh, and they're like clicking and, away and, and he's got the, and, that's the, what that... and the green visor. Yes, yeah. What? Yes, you're the money counter. You're the numbers guy. <laughs> yeah, we got our numbers guy. 
I got it slightly wrong and you're like, no, no, I'm not letting you away with that, Ross. It's like 2.715. It's like, well, because get out of here with your shit, Ross. You you shot yourself in the foot. You said like two different numbers. I and shot then... myself in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> you shot yourself in the butt, Ross. <laughs> well, that would explain why you're going through all those, go, doing all those glute sessions, I guess, over the last... That is, yeah. <laughs> My glutes have been been too too, too good now. <laughs> you say that out of context, it sounds so strange. Yeah, I probably. Well, I did say I went to boot boot camp earlier. Oh, did so oh, you? Hopefully, did. some context <laughs> can be taken. Right. Oh, maybe delete that part. I mean, yeah, I mean, and this part. No, no, no. Just just a bit about the con. Just a bit that provides context. Yes. So Avengers <laughs> and your numbers. Uh, yeah. No, I I think it's I think it can do it. If I think this is clever, they kind of just let it settle and they're like, let's go for it one more time, see it one more time. They've they've kind of relaunched. It was like a relaunch campaign nearly, which is really interesting. Um, brand new marketing. They've very heavy handed in terms of their, their the assumption is now that anyone who who would see it now has seen how it all plays out. So they're showing a lot of you know spoilery footage so that you get a sense of you know like I think they put up posters of like the the snap, the Iron Man snap, that kind of thing. So it's it's um it's it's very much a last ditch effort. But when you're talking about thirty eight out of no, 38 million out of 2.7 billion that's not much of an ask given how that fan base works so it is a drop in the water yeah. and i think people actively want to support these films oh yeah so i think they actually and, oh and, yeah but but sorry go on what are you gonna say? i'm just going oh yeah oh, that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say do you feel it's a bit i want to say tactless but a bit strange that it's like oh there's a there's a stan lee tribute here you like stan lee don't you you mean you want to support stan lee right you better go back to the film then, better you? Uh, am I too cynical? Has my cynicism become who I am? I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like with that though, does it kind of makes sense because um, he would want it to be Avatar as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> it's a dying wish, like on his grave. Closer. Yes. What is it, Stan? Anything? You beat Avatar. <laughs> you beat it good. And get me one. More cameo, yeah. and also get that restraining order enforced on that guy who won't leave me alone <laughs> for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, that's very good. But anyway, it might do it. It might not. Who's to know until next week? But fingers um, crossed. I have one interesting little tidbit of info that just literally came in, and it's very much the rumor mill right now. But that's the most fun news. But um, have you heard about this? Of course, Disney are famously remaking all of their movies. The next one on the docket that is that's getting in terms of what's getting you know sort of casting news is Hercules. Oh no way! You you love this film, I, right? I'm a big fan of this this one. This is kind of this was right on this you know because this I think this came out in like '98, so I would have been six at the time. But um, wow, that's very personal information. Anyway, uh, are you? Have you I was seen like that, 45 that? at the time. Uh, yeah, so. I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? Yes, I have indeed. Yeah. Thoughts, concerns, questions. Oh, it's a, it's a. The, the original is great, and I have a real fondness for it Ooh. because usually my fondness for these Disney things comes from video games because I love the Lion King video game for the Mega Drive and the Aladdin game, mm. but I love Hercules because of Kingdom Hearts because you go to the Hercules world and all the characters oh. are there, and Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII is in it. So because of that, it is my most played part of all the Kingdom Hearts games. But I have a real fondness for Hercules and the Disney film due to that. Ah, oh, interesting. Kind of a reverse way of approaching the movie, but I thought yeah. I thought we played a little game. So sort of three sort of rumored castings kind of broke the news. So I want you to think, and they're obviously lead character castings. So who do you think? Before I tell you, who do you think would be a good fit to 
um, starring a live action remake of this. God, for some reason, and I know it's not, but for some reason, I was, oh, he's too old. I think I was thinking Shannon Tatum. Okay, interesting. For Hercules. For Hercules, okay. Purely because he's kind of bigger and musclier. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I gotta, th- I gotta think younger, right? <laughs> not necessarily. I <laughs> that second mm, is, is perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's... That was a real condescending. Come on, Ross. Come on, Ross. Get real. <laughs> All right. So it's for it's for, I assume the characters are Hades, Hercules, and oh god, no, I I can't remember her name now. Oh, but you know you got the exact three, yeah, for sure. That you, you're Meg, you're spot on. Meg, there you go. Um, for some reason, and it's probably just because in my head she looks like her again, probably a bit of an old casting. But I was going to say Angelina Jolie. Oh, jeez, I thought you were going to say what I have written down here, which is itself as a hint. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, she's definitely probably too old for that one. <laughs> Uh, well, this is going well. Um, and then for Hades, I assume that'll probably just be maybe a voice actor because that. Ca- oh no, maybe not. I suppose you could definitely CG just the head of on fire. I should look at oh. Will Smith only a couple of weeks ago. Sure, he was. That is that is that is true. So then an old kind of a. Uh, it's it's not going to be him in any way, shape, or form. But because I've got them all wrong so far, <laughs> William Dafoe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Oh damn it! I was like, don't tell me I got that right. No, that would have been pretty epic. Uh, that would have no you got them all wrong excellent yeah. well done the suits there is of the podcast world <laughs> no um, the, the rumour mill is saying Chris P- Prass uh, Anna Kendrick and Jeff Goldblum Jeff Goldblum would be absolutely brilliant amazing cast yeah, I, I think so yeah actually Chris Pratt as well would be great I, I, Although, and actually what's hilarious as well the photo that I saw if, if you saw the way and Kendrick actually has a very kind of tomboyish kind of roguishness that would suit the Meg thing, I think, as well. So it's actually, they would be great, I think, if they come to pass. Think of Hercules' voice as well. Uh, Sean Astin, isn't it? Is it? That's Sean Astin. Well, I mean, it was in Kingdom Hearts anyway. But uh, think about his voice. He actually sounds like Chris Pratt. I have to revisit this entire situation. I literally only wow. read this just before we jumped on the phone, but um, oh my god, Jeff Goldblum would be fantastic. Ah, so good, it'd be great. I'd, that, I'd, that would draw me to the movie alone for sure. Because again, Herc- or, uh, Hades was just James Woods being James Woods, and this would be Jeff Goldblum just being Jeff Goldblum. Mm. And I'm I okay with that. This brings me to a point that I had that I was going to bring up, so I might as well meld it into your one. Okay. Okay. So you love Hercules, I love Aladdin the original, and that's I was very happy with the remake. So. Now that the Lion King is coming out soon, I'm a little bit uh, not so sure that I'm looking forward to it. But one of the questions I was going to ask you, so this the, the Lion King remake is being made by John Favreau, who also did Iron Man, and did the Jungle Book, being directed by him. Now, the Jungle Book remake didn't have any of the big musical numbers, but Aladdin did. That the Jungle Book did, though. It just had, it had bare necessities and... and ubi do i want to be like you and um but i mean it had like 20 seconds of the bare necessities it had the bare bits of bare necessities <laughs> you could say the bare essentials um i suppose uh, i don't know and i love the lion king music like even i can't stop the last few days because of the lion king trailer i've been listening to that uh, be prepared from jeremy irons it's so good um wait are so you saying you don't think they'll have the the songs in it yeah, I'm afraid that they mightn't go all out. I think they are, though, because they've got bloody Beyonce as one of the characters. I didn't think that true before I said <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'll double down on this, not only that, but Elton John is writing original new songs for it on top of the existing ones. Well, I mean, you you could say you've, you've, you've just allayed all my fears. 
Um, and I think as well, the latest sort of sequence of marketing kind of videos are all about snippets of the songs. Oh, oh Rob, you're you're, you're killing song. me, here, man! <laughs> you are you are killing me here. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put you at ease. I mean, I, I guess I asked the question, so that's good. That's excellent then, yeah, because problem as solved. I said, there I you do. Go, yeah, easy as. I mean, look, just because I got all three Hercules people wrong, and you were yet again right to tell me this. <laughs> Look, it's not a it's not a competition here, okay? Right? <laughs> I'm just you know making my mark. I make my point clear. I mean, you'd be winning if it was. But I, look, yeah, that's true. It's not. No, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be well looked after. I think the only I think the weirdest part would be the that the um, and I, they probably did, it was okay in, in the Jungle Book, but you know just animals talking just when it's photorealistic looks strange. So you're gonna have to. A lot I, of I, people I, have said this. I've seen clips and it it doesn't look like the. Like that, the say like say Mufasa has a line in one of the trailers. It doesn't look like his mouth is moving enough for him to be able to say the word. It just looks like a puppet, nearly a little bit. If that makes sense. But do you think that's your brain telling you that lions can't speak like that? Yeah, it's too. He's not enunciating properly with his lips. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a strange combination because it looks extraordinary, but then they open their mouths and you're like, oh, that's not a. That's not what a lion does. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a Simba fix to all this. Ah, that took me a second. I was like, oh, so what's oh, the fix? Pure silence. <laughs> I'm clasping my hands together because I was happy with it. I know, that. I heard. Um, yeah, but that's that's your like Mr. Burns, I would say. That's you kind of doing this <laughs> when, you, when you pull off a joke. I was in a thing in work the other day, and someone was like, you know, that sign of happiness that people do. Well, people don't really do it when they emote and they clasp their hands together. And I was like mm. at the back of the room with my hands under like a desk trying to hide the fact that I was just doing it. <laughs> well, I it's like your trademark uh, along with your it's, I, I put that under your kind of your the general umbrella umbrella of um kermitisms that you have a kermitisms yeah <laughs> or we could call I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say you didn't know what you were talking about <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I'll accept the kermitisms so uh you said you had another another few bits of but news while, while we're or... still on the, on the on the that Disney stuff I did want to quickly mention but it's been an interesting kind of success rate so far so aladdin's been a huge success even though it wasn't critically well received it's like at 800 million already box office wise that's great it'll probably it could i doubt it'll get to a billion at this point because there's too many big movies coming out so but that's a good showing given who made it mm. but again that's all nostalgia but you forget that dumbo came out earlier this year that did not do well <laughs> well it did well for um, any other movie but for that remake i guess why would they make dumbo though do people remember that fondly I, I don't think they do. Like, I, like it's not one of the Disney, the ones that comes to mind straight away. Not when at you all. Think no, no, of no. Disney, you know? But I guess they're going... Like, like, the ones that they are going through now, like Aladdin and The Lion King, are... That's, they're the, the big ones. That's the golden era, yeah, for sure. That's the renaissance of the, the, the those ones. But, like, Dumbo was one of the first ones they made. But it's 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 at about 350 million. And it came, so like and that's it's at the end of its run. Like, it's it's done. But, like, it would have been really expensive. So I doubt that really made an awful lot back. Then you've got The Lion King is going to destroy everything though i'd say it's going to do very very well oh, yeah. it that's that's so fondly remembered so and it's weird that there's a rocket man film about elton john around the same time as this because you kind of they're inextricably linked one might say that's uh, true to an extent i think uh, is that i, I probably have that here i wonder how that's doing 155 million so far that's not bad i've heard it's good and also have you seen uh taron egerton sing uh a smidge He's very good. He's, he does a very good Elton John. I should have rephrased that differently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Leave it as it is. Uh, I, I actually, the reason, when I saw him sing, it was when 
I think he was, he was, he was on like Graham Norton or something. And Michael Bublé was there as well. And then he wanted to throw his ring in the hat. Is that in the ring? Did I just say he threw <laughs> Look, man, I know we went down <laughs> that way with the choice of words, but we are committing to this. <laughs> oh, God. And he threw his ring in the hat. He threw his ring in the hat. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, I can't. Oh, wow. That, the Merc. I, anyway. Obviously, Michael Bublé said that it was like a, this. His voice, like, is, has not aged at all. It's 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 pretty, you know, it's it's very well worked. Let's put it that way. Like he's 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 maintained it very well. And then Tyrone Harkinson was like, "Oh, I'll have to show you. I can do my own kind of Michael Bublé impression." And it was just this really cringy kind of him trying to sing, but one to one, it sounded a little bit off to me so i was gonna this is as it's, he was like, it's like you the... ain't doing a you ain't doing a film about michael buble all right buddy stick to stick to what you did <laughs> that's true but it was it was um it's clearly something that he's he's trained in. i think he's, he must have done a lot of musical stuff though because it was i think he's still built for this more than say rami malek was for freddie mercury in terms of the singing side of things because that's interesting yeah. you've got two big biopics the first one that was released did tremendously well so it'll be interesting to see how this one does by comparison actually Let's see if this gets an Oscar nod and actually wins an Oscar. Oh, jeez. And this probably deserves it more. Apparently, this one's pretty oh, 100. novel. This, those look, this looks good, and it's supposed to be very, very good. Well, apparently, they're really creative with how it's kind of surreal a lot of the time. Like, it's the, the, the way certain bits are filmed and things like that are, are just mad. Like, there's an entire uh, song that's that's that was filmed underwater, so he's, like, playing piano underwater. Oh, wow, okay. Now, that's not based on real life now, Ross. That's just... Well, I mean, says you. Oh, that's true. Be great if you proved me wrong with that fact. You just pulled up a, like <laughs> the original audio. It's underwater. Skurgles. Yeah, twenty people died on set filming Elton John's song. <laughs> probably Crocodile Rock as well. So there's probably crocodiles eating them. And then James Bond shows up. It's Sean Connery <laughs> running across alligators, saves him. <laughs> um. Oh, but I do have some other stuff, and this is kind of more kind of along the lines of I need your insight here your comic book insight i saw a trailer recently for the boys to come on amazon prime and it's this ragtime yes uh, yes bunch of like folks that either work with or work against superheroes and it's a very kind of watchman slash deadpool slash self-aware kind of violent very violent kind of situation versus you know the, the, the kind of standard mild fare we get from like you know the mcu that kind of thing hmm did you so s- this have, is. Have you seen the, the, yeah, the, the footage? I've seen the trailers, and uh, it looks very comic accurate. Is what I will say. The comic is by a guy called Garrett Ennis, um, oh, yeah, and yeah. he's not really a superhero fan at all. In fact, he's really he he like wrote a lot of uh, kind of British soldier stories, and he wrote probably the most amazing Punisher series ever, which was called Punisher Max. It was an 18s version of Marvel, and it was the Punisher being, I mean, the crazy the way the Punisher should be. And that's all that comic series is amazing. But he has a real disdain for superheroes and you can see that in all the things he writes. So the boys is really, really anti, anti kind of, yeah, anti Captain America, anti Justice League. So there's all the kind of Justice League and Superman and Captain America and Batman analogs in there. And yeah. various horrific things happen to them and they do various <laughs> horrific things. Um, the main character is a is a kind of a bald skinny guy who in the comics is drawn to look exactly like Simon Pegg. So that was the original plan was to have Simon Pegg play him. But obviously it took longer to, to get made into any kind of TV show for that to happen. I'm going to be real honest and say something controversial here. I was not a huge fan of the comic series. They're critically acclaimed. 
just not i mean look i love superheroes I was, no, yeah i was like is it too cynical maybe for you a little bit I, t- I t- and i'm a cynical guy but i think it is a little bit too cynical for me to be honest because but that's not to say the tv series won't be fantastic because it looks looks fun is simon Pegg in it i thought i read that he was I- I think he is as as the character's father or something, if, oh, I, if I believe correctly. Okay. And Carl Urban's in it, and Carl Urban is always great. He's he's great. He's I I know him most from his bones from the the, the Star Trek reboot stuff. And ah oh, yes, and yes, he yes. actually is great. He's like the he God. If he didn't have him in there, it'd be the most bland collection it, of it characters. It would be dull. It would be dry. Be None pretty, of the other characters knows for jump off the screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think it. God, I, I can't remember. Like the the trailer was kind of fun because um, it had Spice Girls wannabe playing as the backing music, and then it was just a lot of people getting like, oh my god, like <laughs> smashed up. Oh, it's unbelievable! Like, I, I, oh, it's, I'd say it's, it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be pretty pretty gruesome to match the comics. Like there, like all his stuff is extremely grotesque and extremely out there. And mm. um, even the Punisher stuff is. But at least in the Punisher. There was this level of seriousness with it all, and obviously, you know, you root for the Punisher all the time. For in the boys, it wants you to root for them, but because obviously they're I horrible, love of superheroes, they're all horrible, <laughs> and everybody's horrible, and it just doesn't 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 you you walk away not feeling pretty great about anything. <laughs> okay, well, although it's a comedy. <laughs> Sounds, that, I mean, there is that. Sounds like it's a great time. Look, most people love it. Maybe it's just me. I hear it. There is some comics that I just don't like. So, and maybe it's just if I gave another chance. But I, I remember I read a good few volumes, volumes of it, and it just didn't. It didn't. I didn't get. It didn't click with me. Mm. I, I think. I think if Umbrella Academy can be a success, surely this can. The Umbrella Academy has been an outrageous success. Have you watched it? No. It's worth watching. You know what? We're going to do an episode where we watch them all and we talk about it because I have a lot to say about that show. It's it's very, 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 very different from the comics and it's very, in many ways, afraid to embrace the fact that it's from a comic book. But it's more from the perspective of putting together a TV show. I would love to hear what you think about uh, it. Because I was chatting with people about it and I think the general consensus was if you didn't power past the first episode, like the second or third you didn't get a chance to see that it was going somewhere interesting. So I watched the first, ep- I think the first two. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, I could watch this, but I just I just didn't bother returning to it. And I think a lot of people said, you know, they had to commit to three or four before they were properly hooked. Yeah, I'd say you had to commit to the first six. I think there's 10. And if you commit oh, to the dear. first six, That's... the story kind of starts then. <laughs> the stuff was. Oh. You know, there's, I have so many issues with it. it. It is good. And there's so many. It's one of these things which has so much potential that I really wanted to keep with it, but it just somehow doesn't quite get there um interesting six out of ten though to get that's slow going like no wonder that uh, wait, that's six hours oh, God. six hours oh. I, actually do you know what i think i found the episodes a bit long to be fair you know you, you if, if they were half an hour hits it feels like less of a commitment just starting the next episode if you know it's only an hour do you know only half an hour oh yeah what do i say, what do I say? Yeah. an hour sorry you know no, I, but... I, even watching i'm watching parks and rec series four at the moment oh god and the, just to go back down to a nice digestible 29 28 minute show is great because you just you can fit more into your evening and you can watch one and feel like you've done something whereas you have to commit so much to these hour-long episodes oh yeah it's, it's a bit too much and again the umbrella academy thing i want to come back and talk to you about it there's so much filler in that show it's the it's the show i've never seen a show with so much filler before 
But anyway, look, we'll, that, we'll park that for another time when you watch it all. We'll park and wreck it, it and we'll... Um, we'll yeah, parks it and we'll wreck it later. <laughs> yes. Episode title. <laughs> <coughs> Very good. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. No worries. There's the old coffin splutter. That, that, that cut, yeah, there it is. The parks and wreck and the coffin splutter. They kind of caught me off guard. Right. Okay. I, I wanted to quickly talk about something here. Okay. Um, and that's because it's released next week on July 2nd. And it's Spider-Man Far From Home. <gasps> Have you been watching any of the trailers recently? I've been honestly I've been trying to avoid them a little bit. Been... Do. That's the one thing I can recommend is avoid everything on the internet right now. There is so much trailers being released and so many little bits that I'm like, no, leave don't leave that, leave that, leave that, leave that for the film. And it's kind of frustrating at this point. Um but have you heard any of the early buzz about it? I haven't. I really haven't heard much. I've not my ear to the ground for that particular one. And what's interesting is that that's that's a franchise that I've learned to avoid the news on because Sony famously just gives the story away to any Spider-Man plot. Almost like they're they're ter- like remember, sure, Homecoming. You knew the whole thing from start to finish. So it's it's a credit to just how good everyone in the movie was that it was even still enjoyable when you knew exactly how it was going to play out beat for beat. Like you could tell exactly how that movie was going to play out. There was just kind 100%. of one hundred percent. As in, you know, just from the core, you know, the, the overarching kind of hit points. Now, there's some great stuff in between that you weren't expecting, That was, and it was a bit more lighthearted, so that was great. But <laughs> I don't want to go in knowing this time at all, really. Knowing anything about it, exactly. And thankfully, I've managed to avoid everything. I don't know anything, and the only things that have come out, because there is a review, Morian, whatever you call that thing. Um, no reviews allowed, is what you call it. Uh, the, what, the embargo? Is that what you're trying to say? Embargo. Good. You are having a howler today. You are having... There's another word for it. There's definitely another word. <laughs> the Morano. Anyway. The Morarium. Mor- mor- anyway, look, I'm not supposed to be good with words. It's just a podcast that I can only exclusively use words on, so... <laughs> But the buzz, the early buzz, the only thing that has come out from a few tweets and stuff is that it's very, very positive, and that Jake Gyllenhaal steals the show. I bet he does, and I and I mean, you like everybody, anybody could have guessed that. Oh, well, he's he's been so good in most things he's been in recently. But also, we were saying just how much he seems to be enjoying himself being a part of it, and that's probably because yeah. he's really happy with how it turned out. that definitely is lending itself to you know his experience of the whole thing. I think. And who doesn't like Jake Gyllenhaal? Bastards. Ba- <laughs> That's what a great reaction. Oh my God, what a fucking great reaction that was. <laughs> you didn't miss a beat saying bastards. No, I was ready to go. There's like, there's like a, an image of a wall on the wall of some one person who doesn't like Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, and you're throwing dartboards at him, darts even. And I'm throwing throw the dartboard as well, though, the kitchen sink. It's yeah, like... I, was, come on, I was like, that was going so well, Ross, and then you said throwing dartboards at him. That's how angry you are. <laughs> fucking the whole dartboard at him. Absolute bastards. But yeah, no, I think he's been so consistently good in stuff he's been in over the last while. I think Nightcrawler is something you and I both really like. So, oh, it's one of, my, kind of, one of my films in the last few years. I realized this guy's got serious range. So I was like... Oh, give him something fun and mischievous like Mysterio, I think, here. That was genius. And it seems like from... They've learned from Into the Spider-Verse that you can be a little bit crazy and a little bit out there and people will accept it because his costume uh. does look absolutely ridiculous. And I, I, I love that. I, it, they've really... And I think that's because they've got to a point now where the MCU is so well-established, people are going to see this stuff anyway. And on top of that, you've retired all the core stuff, so you can, you can get a little bit more zany, a bit more wacky with yeah, what's in them they've got that in the box they've got that ticked you know it's like well we have that we've got that done we can maybe just push the envelope a little you know I mean, for god's sake there was time travel in the last one once you bring that in like 
you know, it's all out the window. Like you can just do whatever you want now. Then at that point, if if you can put time travel in the like as a real thing <coughs> in the universe, unironically, then you can make it whatever the hell you want and just have fun with it. I think. It's all up for grabs after that. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the costume is is amazing because it's the exact opposite of everything that Fox's X-Men has done. Like they have done their utmost to keep the costumes as basic and just terribly grounded as humanly possible. And this Mon Mysterio costume is just like a big middle finger to that, like, you know? It's like, get the, mm. f- get the hell out of here with that shit, X-Men. Get away. Get away from us. What, X-Men Dark Phoenix made, like, you're the box office guy. You made, like, what, $2 at the box office, I think? <laughs> um, oh, I can check for you if you want to know. Um, did you I hear? mean, that was more just a, well, a, a quippy remark. Have you heard that? Um, so Simon Kimberg is the guy who he wrote and directed this one. So he is famous for writing a lot of bad X-Men movies but not being blamed for them because he was just, but, but he's credited when it's good. So he, I think he wrote days of future past, which was critically well received and everyone was crediting him in particular because he managed a very complicated story, blah, 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 blah. but he is apparently publicly apologized and blamed himself for how this has turned out. He said he, yeah, I, I saw he came out on Twitter or right or whatever the other day and was kind of like, it's my fault, but I don't, well, here's what I don't understand. If he, if he, no, if he's blaming himself, that means he knows it's bad. He knows why it's bad, but that in itself is a contradiction because if he knew it was bad, why did he make it? Yeah, well, it's obviously some Sony exec guy is like, buddy, you got to get out ahead of this, so you're never working for this studio again. Like, no, he's. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, okay, to, it was doomed to fail. Like, you, you get, you give somebody that franchise and say, make something good with it. I mean, I'd be like, look, just fire me before, just fire me now. What do you want me to do here? Like, I, I don't know. Give it to Matthew Vaughn, I guess. Well, who... you heard what happened to him, right? No. So he Why? had originally planned... He came up with the kind of original concept. I mean, obviously not the original concept because it was in the comics. But he wanted to do a trilogy. Starting with X-Men First Class. Then he wanted a middle film. And then he wanted the last in the trilogy to be Days of Future Past. Which brought the original cast and the new cast together. It would make more sense because it would be set in the future. It all kind of tie in together and you had more time to get to know the characters. Yeah. But instead, all the guys went, nope, we like that story better. We're going to just do that as the next film. Because they, they, heard, because they heard about the potential of being able to drag all the other existing casts back, I bet. Exactly. But because of that, nobody cared about any of the, the new characters that were brought in. They all got just written out in the intro credits. And you're like, okay, well, thanks for that. Now I don't care about anything that's happening here. <sighs> God, they have a knack for just literally tanking it so specifically. Yep. Uh, okay, so it made two hundred. It, it's made two hundred thirty-four mm-hmm. million, just as a heads up, which is interesting because that's still a little bit more at this point than I was expecting for that movie. That sounded surprisingly good. It's yeah, it's not bad at all. It'll probably get that's to Dumbo about, level. Yeah, it probably will land around Dumbo, which is fitting. That's, Jesus Christ, I did not expect it to even do that well at all. Wow. I it's I guess it has it has all the stars and it has the name you know it's it's it 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 has if a, if a bad movie has potential of getting there it's that one. Also, Dark Phoenix, by the way, was uh, written by a guy called Chris Claremont, who I met at Comic Con uh, last Saturday. Please tell me about that. What were the highlights? Um, I have a little piece that I'm going to throw in here, probably about right now. So uh, here we are. I'm currently on my way to Comic-Con in the RDS. It is four minutes to 11 and I'm supposed to be there for 11. So I'm a little bit late, but uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, let's see what the day holds, shall we? So.
So um, here I am at Comic Con, and it is crazy, to be honest. Uh, did not expect it to be nearly this busy, and it really, really is. Um, I got loads of kind of footage and pictures of people. I met Chris Claremont, uh, the writer of X-Men, which was frankly fairly unbelievable because he's one of the reasons that I've read comics for my entire life. So that was pretty, was pretty awesome. Got an autograph too. Um, just walking around now, maybe see if I can meet some more people and maybe get some more photos. There's lots of people in cosplay. Uh, one particularly cool one with a site, which was uh, as in one of those things you cut grass with. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog is here. There's lots of big bosses, there's some stormtroopers, lots of maybe cyberpunk 2077 stuff, and lots of stuff that even I don't know. Uh, a lot of anime stuff here as usual. Again, not so stuff that I would recognize, but uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and it's it's a really cool thing, so I would definitely definitely consider coming here next year if you haven't gone this year, guys. Uh, but I'll get some more stuff and put online. So I'll I'll chop some pictures. So as the day continues, um, I was up playing some kind of a robot wars style thing. When you have you're in the ring in the arena with some robots that you control in some wars and they fight each other. Um, I think there's a cosplay thing coming up soon because there's lots and lots of people here just in cosplay walking to the same area. Lots of ricks, as you can well imagine. Um, not as good as my own one that I did at Halloween. I'm only kidding. They're obviously 100 times better than that. But lots of ricks. Uh, I'm going to go see Hiccup in a minute. And I'm from How to Train Your Dragon. I'm definitely, definitely getting on, on, on to Hiccup because obviously one of my favorite film trilogies of all time. So I cannot go before I do that. Lots of really cool people here. It's a really, really cool event, to be honest. Uh, game zone at the moment where I'm looking at my two friends David and Shane trying to play uh, Ridge Racer back on the original PlayStation and it's obviously going about as well as you would expect but yeah it's really cool uh, I'm definitely going to come back here next year it's cool to see so many people with such a cool shared passion and everybody's obviously just here for the fun and here for the same crack and it's, it's cool I'm just looking at the moment uh, Tri Baker and is a big giant queue so hopefully I'll get to meet him but I don't particularly want to queue for the next 45 minutes but hey look that's what i'm here for maybe i will there's a whole cast of batman people just walking by me there two seconds ago uh but yeah it's pretty awesome pretty awesome just taking the uh midday break from uh, comic-con at the moment uh getting an old pint which seems like a good thing to do at the moment again some absolutely great stuff on show some really really good cosplay katana scorpion captain marvel well, too many to name, being honest. Great Darth Vader, lots of Batman, lots of Spider-Man. It's really good stuff, really cool. Might go back in a minute and try and catch some of the talks. Uh, yes, but going well so far. Right, so there we go then. I just came out of Comic-Con 2019. Um, that was really good. Really, really enjoyed it. Just saw another, at the end, there was like a cosplay show. So it was where you're going to the European Championships. It was to decide who the Irish... Uh, person that was going to be to represent us. Uh, it was really good. Some really, really good ones in there. Particular highlight was the Scorpion one that I put up on Twitter earlier. It was absolutely brilliant. I saw loads of others in the crowd I didn't see earlier. Some Dante from Devil May Cry. But it was really good, all in all. Uh, got to see some panels. Got to see some famous people like Chris Claremont, uh, Troy Baker, other people like that. It was really, really good. Um, I'll definitely go back next year. I will go back next year, in fact. Um, and it's on for another day tomorrow. Obviously, when this is, goes out, this will be useless to people because 
it will not be tomorrow that it's on. But still, if you get a chance, everybody should go check it out. It's really cool to support these things. You can get lots of really, really cool stuff. I got some really cool prints for like dictionary things, which have like, so there's one of Captain America, which has a print of Captain America over it, and then has the definition of Captain on it. It's really cool. And I got one for a big troubling for China as well. And then I got some signatures, Chris, Cla Chris Claremont's signature. Really cool. So uh, that's my uh, special report from Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, back to the show, I guess. And was it, where was that? Was, was that the one in the RDS, was it? Yes, you were there before, weren't you? So I went before, actually, randomly, with a lot of lads who had no interest in going, but I was kind of like, it's a tenor in, we're in town, we were drinking in a bar nearby, we're like, let's just pop in and say hello. I loved it because I got this, I knew, I wanted to go because the, the, the cast from Uncharted 4 were there. Um, and I'm a huge fan of those games, so I like I got them to sign the the game that I had to copy the game. Nice, which is cool. Was it Troy Baker and Nolan North and Nolan North. Emily Rose yeah. as well was there, um, and they signed the copy of the game. Well, I I got Nolan North too, but so that and it's it's one of the special edition like tin kind of cases, and he signed it with like a silver mark. It actually looks class. It's like a silver shark. And we're giving that away to one of our listeners <laughs> this week. <I> know. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's my forfeit if I lose the re reference game, is it? The season Don't two. say that. Don't say that. <clears throat> I mean, come and take it off me. I, I but uh, I, I enjoyed it, but like I, I didn't have the same interest in, say, comics. Obviously, that's the core of it. But there was like wrestling and stuff out the back when I was there. Oh, really? Like, you know, like um, like a WWE style, but obviously North County Dublin uh, imports. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, being... Jesus, God. <laughs> uh, but I have to say, Randy, they got a huge macho man, Randy Queer Savage. <laughs> oh, like, they got a huge crowd of people. Like it was unbelievable. There was um, people just kind of kept filtering into the, the one of the, the, the back halls, and uh, like they, they were rallying the crowd and they were clearly having fun doing it and stuff. And like it's it's not a performance, but um, I've that was the that's the most I've ever enjoyed wrestling. I better than any of the WWE stuff I've ever seen. To be fair, was there many cosplayers there? Um, oh, yeah, there was tons of that. But I didn't really... I kind of stayed away from them. I was like, good God. That's... I mean, there was a sign that said, cosplay is not consent. And I kept thinking to myself, have we reached this law in society that this is where we are now? <laughs> good God. That's actually pretty intense. That's pretty scary. That is pretty intense, right? Uh, but I mean, obviously you had a good time, though. You felt it was... Was... It was... Did it... Was it better or... You know, did it, did it reach your expectations? Did it? It was much better than I expected, to be honest. Really, really much better than I expected. Interesting. Um, I guess I just because of being from Leash in the middle of nowhere, you have an impression of something. And this was my first time kind of going to one. And I was just really pleasantly surprised. And it was cool. And again, everybody was there for a shared love of a thing, which is always awesome to see. That's true. And I guess because of, because of the levels they've reached with all the Avengers films and the MCU, like it's just there was all ages there. And it was just it was really it was really nice. Did you get any uh, get I any knickknacks? Any knickknacks? Any paraphernalia? I got some pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, I got a Captain America one. I obviously had to for the podcast. There is these like uh, their dictionary pages, big printouts of them with uh, an image printed over them. So they're like the definitely the dictionary definition of Captain, but then Captain America's picture, and then they had uh, Trouble and Big Trouble in Little Chinatown, which is one of my favorite films. So mm. well, I, I, in fairness, after that whole embargo debacle you definitely needed a dictionary so it's just as well you started investing in those posts. did you not hear i actually stumbled over the word dictionary as well which is there's a certain irony there to that <laughs> i guess i'm the dick in dictionary oh god <laughs> sometimes it just writes itself that's perfect 
Um, right, I want to go on to a little bit of a... We're not going to spend too long on this, but we might just give it a 10 to 15 minute bit of a discussion because I really wanted to get your thoughts on this, Rob. Okay. You specifically, because I believe you have a a larger connection or deeper connection to these films than I do. Oh. Um, and that's Toy Story 4. Uh, uh, okay, so I saw yeah. Toy Story 4 at the weekend. I know you haven't seen it. I'm not going to talk any spoilers. It turns out it turns out Andy is actually Ryan Reynolds. How how did you know? Man, I just soothsayers, man. And like Ryan Reynolds lifts his foot up at the end and it has Woody written on it in this weird kind of inception moment. Wow. Quick side note. Um my sister has a friend called Andy. I only found this out like the other weekend when I was home and he has Andy tattooed on the bottom of his mm. of his own foot. Oh, oh, wait a second, on his own foot. Yeah. So he's missed the point. Obviously. Is that like if he gets if he gets lost so people can be like I guess your name is Andy, you idiot. And I'm joking. <laughs> we can edit that bit out. She won't listen to this, right? <laughs> I doubt it. She certainly won't get this far. Yeah, that's there you go. That's true. I saw Toy Story 4. Again, I won't spoil it because weird enough, this is a film that I think it obviously is better without anything spoiled. But I think even discussions you have on it, I don't know. I just don't want even really want to get into them. I think everybody should go in fresh. And enjoy it. Mm. The one thing I will say is that I was because Toy Story Three ended so perfectly, <coughs> I was really afraid that this. We were talking about this before that like it's completely pointless. But after yeah. watching it, and again, it's not a spoiler. Don't worry. But what I will say is that it's very clever. As of course these guys always are with these films. It's clever because the last three films worked by having these characters be important in relation to somebody else so woody buzz all of that were important in relation to andy whereas this film now is has has all the basics done so good that it can now focus on these characters as characters and that's very interesting for me but um i wanted to ask your opinion of because you you're, you're you have a very fond connection with toy story is that correct uh, to an extent <clears throat> well i grew up with them they're 90s movies for the most part and i was well not really, I suppose. I think it's like 1991 and then like 99 and then 2010. Like they're way apart. But um, the big thing is, I think, for my generation, and I know you're I know you're 65 at this point, but... <laughs> but um, I am Captain America. Folks uh, my age, like we were the same age as Andy for each of the movies as they came out, which is how people kind of... Oh. Yeah, so that's how people kind of related to them. Um, that's actually kind of cool I often like people often say it and I would agree pretty much that it's like it's one of the perfect trilogies in terms of how it, it so neatly wraps up so that's obviously why I was kind of like why disrupt that why tack on a fourth one that is never no matter how good it is it can never be it can never reach that same pinnacle that the others achieved as a threesome then you're just going to get this fourth movie stuck on you know I just it, it's I know I know it's I, I was the same as you but honestly, reserve judgment until you see it. Uh, yeah, and to your point, that these guys are clever. They know how to, they know how to manage this kind of thing. This is Pixar who just knock out hit after hit. Like it's not like they don't know how to make these good. Even like even if this was its own, you know, even if it was a, just a complete new sort of property, they would they treat the same. You know, in terms of how they approach you, know, making sure it's a good story and making sure it makes sense. But this one just had a, the characters. Yeah, well, they, it had more weight writing on it, so. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a bit cautious about it. But you did see, you said you really, you thought it was very good for what, like, you were pleasantly surprised. I want to say, oh, I, I really, really was because like, I was very cynical going into it. But like, I was just thinking back on my like history with the franchise, and I'm like you that I'm the age that probably should have been really targeted and really felt this film. 
But for some reason, I never really had that huge a connection with the original Toy Stories. But I never really had... Like, look, I, I, I appreciate that they're great films. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're not. But they just never resonated hugely with me. Whereas something like the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, like, they... Oh, also, there was a, a toothless at Comic-Con that I got to write. Now, Hold the on. piece I did Hold earlier, on. I keep calling it Hiccup, and I get that wrong, and it sounds really awkward, because it sounds like I'm trying to get on top of a young child. But oh, that is not Christ. what it is. <laughs> oh my God, damn it. I forgot that I had to clarify that. <laughs> I don't have to make such a big fuss about the whole consent thing as well. That's true. Like It's awful, man. When you, when you hear it, it's like, I keep saying, I know Hiccup's around here somewhere, and I'm going to get on Hiccup later. So uh, I should. I just have to say, I meant toothless. <laughs> Actually, I'll put up a photo because there's a guy there. Apparently, it's only taken out of this. It's actually from Universal Studios, I think he said. And it's only been taken out of the box three times before. And somebody captured the picture. He's talking to me perfectly. And my head is down. I look really sad. And it looks like he's given out to me. It's so funny. Mm. Wait, so hold on. Is this is is this someone in costume as the dragon? Or is this something? Uh, oh, no, it's just uh, the, guy who owns the, the guy who owns the prop. He owned the huge T-Rex prop for Jurassic World that was there. And he owned... Uh, toothless oh, well. so he tours around and he rents out these things that's pretty interesting yes yes but it's, I, I had a much more emotional connection with those films even again in the second film spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy but when Stoic dies in the second film mm. my god in heaven that has touched me like like no other kids film has ever touched oh me oh my god I really need to choose. My God, that <laughs> oh my I feel God. like Tobias Fionke from Arrested <laughs> Development sometimes. Do you know that? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, this episode ain't going to get me allowed on uh, iTunes anyway. <laughs> and we're back in the murk. <laughs> that is one of the best. That's one of the best. Um, slip-ups, if you oh can God, call it one. I mean, I, I said think. it was hot in here, but... Uh, whew. Lord God. <laughs> oh, we're going to cut out all this laughing, but that was that was too perfect. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm. <laughs> um, so which, which, for you, which is which do you have a more emotional connection with? Quickly change the subject. Uh, oh, to a Toy Story or How to Train, train Your Dragon? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think, as it stands, I have been able to enjoy How to Train Your Dragon more than as an adult and i also have a fond association with that because i saw the first one with my brother and sister and we every in the cinema just randomly were like let's take a chance on this random movie it's got dragons in it uh and it's animated so um i was like oh uh this is great so we went each time then subsequently to the cinema oh so you always went as a as a a trio that's a trilogy we we attended to the trilogy as a trilogy if that makes sense it's quite poetic so i have have a fondest memory for that but also I understood that reference. <laughs> okay. I felt like you were very, you were like, wow, we're really talking about Dragon Dragon here. So I've, I think, okay. This is a gamble. Because <laughs> um, you mentioned him, I thought originally, so the reference, how's here? A man who kills without reason can't be reasoned with. So I originally initially thought, is that, was it a Michael Caine from Batman? I thought maybe that's something good through the Joker. That's where my I first went. But we haven't. Mm, I can see that. But we haven't talked about Batman. I had Batman on my list, just so you know. Oh, police! Is it? Is it? Is it stoic? I shouldn't have mentioned him by now. Uh, you you I shouldn't have, because that was the trigger. 
<laughs> I would have missed it. But because because I was thinking about that at the weekend, I was thinking how that after watching Thai Story Four, I was like, look, it's a really emotional film, like they all are, but still, nothing has beaten I that knew moment. In th- th- there was a there was a strong accent associated with this one. Yeah, and I was like, but I I don't think I would have pegged this. <laughs> you shot yourself in the booty right. again. <laughs> I saw. Oh, nice. Well done, sir. It was only for you said he died. And I was like, wait a minute. And I had to completely rally there. But I think it's a man who cannot be reasoned with is a silly man. And his name is Ross Chapman. That's that's no okay impression. But wait till you get a load of mine. Uh, please, yeah. I, I want the. I want the. That's why I didn't want to say the phone. I want to get the original recording. Okay, let's see. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a man who kills without reason cannot be reasoned with. Oh, <laughs> you know what's actually brilliant about that is because what Stoic shouldn't sound Scottish, right? Because obviously he's he's he should be from Scandinavia. You sounded very Scandinavian there with that impression. Well, all right. So well done you for getting it. Um, geographically accurate at the very oh, least oh I was trying to, to get the, the proper Scandinavian dialect I wasn't trying to impersonate uh, mm. not Russell Crowe but you know that other guy uh, you know the guy Jared Butler plays Stoic Jared Butler Jared Butler yeah. Jared Butler I know how you got I, to Gladiator I think my friend Connor looks like I know like how him. you got to Gladiator because he plays uh, Leonidas in 300 Jared Butler does that, look exactly there you there go, you go. And three, 300 and Gladiator are essentially the same film yeah. both equally as good as the, the other Oh yes, equally as good as the other. Um, okay, Rob. I did um, it. Was that the end of it? <laughs> well, no, that's it. That's that's yeah. Well done. Like oh god. Uh, yeah. I, I, as soon as I mentioned I story, f- I, I was feel like, like you gifted me that one. <laughs> I would have missed this. I kind of forgotten. <laughs> I, I I didn't mean to make the point so heavy, but I just I felt in light of the watching those films that it needed to be said because mm. I think in, in generally people much prefer Thai Story. They do. No, it's a good. It's a great question. But I also I think I prefer the dragon ones even more because they committed to just the three, and like they yes. mapped it out from the beginning. It was you know every four years they they hit it was one after the other. Whereas Toy Story it always felt like oh hey we're gonna make another one of these oh we're gonna make another one of these you know. But then they still managed to wrap it up very neatly. But maybe it's just that they're so far in between them as well. It feels like that's they're what I was so say. distant that your brain fails to make a connection or something. Yeah. Whereas at least. It's still fresh in your in your in your synapses. As fr- by yeah. the time the next How to Train Your Dragon. Well, comes as fresh along. as you can be when it takes four move four four to five years just to make each one of those movies. But um, yeah. no, I I that's a good question. But um, I'm just thrilled. Oh, like, thank I, you. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, well done, well done. I really I feel like I want to watch one of those. Name. Now. Yeah, you shouldn't have. I think I would have missed this. <laughs> to be honest, I, you completely forgot about it. Let's be honest. Well, no, and it's this. annoying because I definitely recognize the quote, but it wasn't until. I wonder if I just... I'd, I'd say if you give me the accent, I would have gotten it, actually. I, if I had given you the accent, I mean, look... Actually, no, I wouldn't have. I a perfect I was like, Butler I was like, impression. what Danish movie have I watched recently? I don't know. If... That, that, that. Right, Rob. How about we leave it there? How about we just go for our... Our, our world famous. Prospect Rob Fest. And, um, of course, uh, Edgar Wright is also an enemy of the show. You're goddamn right he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, right, so, Rob, shall you go first or shall I go first? I'll go first. I got one. Go for it. Are you ready first? I'm always ready. You're clearly, you and Comic Con. That's what you were saying. Walking in the door. Oh, come on! Look, look. There's a few slips of the. Oh, <laughs> I almost, I almost did it again. <laughs> I'm trying to create them at this point. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. So here we go. Here's my Rob fact. James Cameron used to be a truck driver. 
That's my What's fact. so weird what is? is that completely independently of your one, I also have one with James Cameron. Okay, this is very interesting. That's weird. So, because Spider-Man Far From Home is out next week, it's also Spider-Man and Jake Gyllenhaal themed. Right, so James Cameron was originally going to direct a Spider-Man movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Spider-Man. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Now, there you go. So you either got to pick on Twitter, it's going to be the James Cameron fact or the James Cameron fact. <laughs> and if you say <laughs> the, the true is... one is the James Cameron fact, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't lose this, guys. You can't lose. And you win a steelbook of Uncharted signed by Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> and James Cameron. Boom, Rob. We did it. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us mm. yet again. Oh, we've, and we're just approaching that hour mark. I think we're starting to get, we're starting to really fall into a little bit of a, it's a bit of a knack here. I mean, I would say that, but I've said everything. Everything I've said in this episode would counter that. <laughs> oh, that's so. Oh, that's very true. God, there's some gems in there. Some I. <laughs> I mean, we we typically have a lot of lows, but that's the lowest of the low we've been in a in a long it's, while. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it? I mean, this sounds like I'm gonna get the boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, still in there. Right, guys, everybody, we're on Twitter um, at Cap Understands. <laughs> We have our Wear One website, uh, capunderstands.com. Oh, we do. Uh, some <laughs> stuff gone up there. There's actually a new article about like Marvel Comics and Avengers Comics to read after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, That's up what there. What else have we got, Rob? Where else can you find us? What are the All sorts of missing? Um, audio listening apps, like like the iTunes and Spotify and Google um, Podcasts and tune in or something and 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 podtail and a whole basically i was about to say don't leave out podtail yeah that's your they should pay me for sponsorship at this stage you've bought stocks in them i feel at this point surely i am the stocks in them oh god (laughs) they just put me in stocks outside and you're like there you go i'm like i'm not sure that's what this is but i'm not business savvy so okay no that's definitely what it is you're on the right right track thank you guys uh give us emails give us you know tweets get involved and keep on listening just keep on listening keep on trucking that's James Cameron's motto let me tell you that <laughs> no no his motto is Jack Dylan being this Spider- Spider-Man <laughs> film that I want you to be in as the star oh listen anyways um, as always I've been Rob I've been Ross and this has been I understood that reference thanks a ton for listening boom 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 shakalala bye bye everybody bye bye why do I always finish it? I've made it creepier and creepier every time I finish it, I feel. I know, it's just my dad is a good one.